Welcome to episode 83 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Broken Age. To follow all things Left Behind Game Club, follow us on Twitter at Left Behind Club, on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club, and on our website at leftbehindgame.club. On this week's episode, we play an adventure game, something that not all of us are familiar with. Let's let the game's creator, Tim Schafer, explain what Broken Age is all about. Story about a boy and a girl, and they both have two different parallel stories going on, and the player can jump back and forth between them. A young girl who's been chosen for this big honor that she finds out is actually being sacrificed to a horrible monster in order to save her town. And her story is about choosing to break out of that arrangement. And then the boy has grown up alone on a spaceship that takes care of his every needs and creates entertainment for him and takes care of his food, his health and everything. But he's all by himself out in space. Thanks, Tim. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have three friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Travis Colnut. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm good. You? I'm great. Our second friend, you know her, you love her. Her name is Jessica Fantuzo. Hello. Hello. And back... For yet another game is Katie Lesbrons. Hello, Katie. Are Hello, we, you pirate. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny. I, br- I brought the pirate thing because one of your favorite adventure games, I'm sure we'll talk oh. about later. I don't even know how that happened, but I did it. Look at you. Uh, here we're talking about Broken Age, a video game developed and published by Double Fine Productions, uh, released for Windows, OS X, Linux, Ouya. Do you guys even know what Ouya. the Ouya is? Ouya. 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 I, no, I, have, I have literally no idea. Do you know what the Ouya, Ouya I recall. Is? Yeah. I know what it is. I just really like saying it. Oh, Ouya. Ouya. Uh, iOS, Android, PS4, PS Vita, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, originally released on April 28th of 2015. And again, that was the full version of this game because it was broken up into many parts. Uh, something we'll talk about. Uh, what did you guys know about Broken Age uh, before we started playing it? We will start with Katie. I knew that it was a Kickstarter game and that I was would have told you I think it's an adventure game and that's about it. Okay. And you what's your experience with adventure games because I know that you actually really like them. I all the Monkey Islands like yep. all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean the Curse of Monkey Island is the best. But all of them I adore those games adore them and did you play any of like the other LucasArts kind of games so or? that was when I was pretty little I would play basically any demo that came out of any of those games I would play them yeah but like you know you ask your parents like hey gonna get me this game and then you get some of them and you don't get others so so I put all my everything into Monkey Island I was like give me all those and I think you've said on this podcast that your favorite game is Monkey Island 2 LeChuck's Revenge right how dare you <laughs> it is the curse of Monkey Island <laughs> I apologize I clearly <laughs> just stated that two minutes ago well I, w- I wasn't listening apparently so, uh, and Tim Schafer it's also a very good game LeChuck's Revenge that's a good one Tim but. Schafer who wrote this game also was a writer on Secret of Monkey Island and Monkey Island 2 so that's probably oh, why those, I was those are very good games uh, Travis, what did you know about Broken Age before we started? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Like most games that you make me play on this thing, <laughs> uh, I usually don't have a clue. Um, most of the games you, I, I, I come into this thing, I'm just blind. I no idea what I'm getting myself into. 
Okay. And uh, Jess, what did you know about this one? Uh, I, I think you said the words point and click, and I said, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because w- what's your experience? It's similar to Katie's, right? That you really like this style of game? I feel like, <laughs> like I'm going to regret saying this, but I feel like Katie has played like legitimate point and clicks. <laughs> and I, no, but like you've played like actual, like, like studio developed bigger I've, I've played like all of the like her interactive nancy drew point and click don't, oh. don't talk those well, games which, and that's why i said instant regret yeah um <laughs> because they're fa- some of them are fantastic um but i grew up playing like like phantasmagoria like like way if i want to go like way back like i grew up playing all of the like pc point and click adventure games it's phantasmagoria like sierra or yeah yeah so okay so you played she played LucasArts games you played sierra games so like we have a good spread and travis and i are just I, like, like these i've never games. even heard these words before yeah yeah, no, nothing. Uh, I was a backer of this game actually, originally back in the Ooh, day. La. Yeah, so look at me. Uh, you said it was, you knew it was a Kickstarter. Do you kind of know the history behind this one? No, other than the Kickstarter, no. So they are still to this day one of the top five biggest Kickstarters for video games ever on the the history of Kickstarter. But they raised three point three three million dollars for this game. Oh my god, uh, which is enormous, and at that time was the largest um, Kickstarter for video games ever. Uh, at the time, a lot of the the pundits in the in the in the games industry were like, "Hey, does this mean that developers need publishers still? Like, that's how big." And I know you're making faces because it, that's <laughs> it's not the case. Like, yeah. they still need publishers, but um, that was how much money was raised and how different this was for from like that's crazy. Yeah, from like original publishing standpoint, was this like vastly different at the time that it came out that like people the were game really, or the model yeah, like why were people backing this so much well the, the whole thing about it is is that tim schaefer worked for LucasArts, and okay. he made some of the most classic point and click adventure games maniac mansion okay. full throttle grim fandango and these games hadn't been made for 10 to 15 years and uh okay, so it's people like me who are like i want more of that so i'm gonna do i'm gonna give you my money to make me one of, another one of those, please. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and that's exactly why people jumped at it because they're like, we don't get these games. And originally, Tim Schafer had said, hey, we're going to make this game for $300,000. It'll be a Flash game. It'll be great. And then we're going to spend $100,000 on distribution, on marketing, on like Kickstarter rewards and ended up making $3.3 million, which changed the the path of this game mm-hmm. immensely. It wasn't supposed to be in two parts and then it was in two parts. There's also a documentary online about it, but we'll talk about that more a little bit later. Um, if you had to give your fast pitch on uh, Broken Age, uh, how would you pitch this game in one sentence? Why don't I start? Um, Broken Age is a tale of two cities, but the cities are human beings. <laughs> I like <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Jessica. Okay. No, you stole my idea. <laughs> Did I actually? Yeah. Dang. Okay. Now, now your turn. A tale of two humans in different cities. <laughs> oh my god, Travis! Um, Can we iterate on that? I, geez, I don't even know how to iterate on that. A tale <laughs> of two point-and-click heroes in different areas of the world. There we go. I brought it out a little bit for you. <laughs> a tale of two humans amongst really weird. People and things in really <laughs> weird places. <laughs> Not on Earth. I don't know where the one is. Who knows where this is? I honestly don't know. Yeah. But yeah. 
that's so that's that's your that's sum the up. longest runoff sentence <laughs> ever heard. the end uh before we dive into actually kind of how this game was played uh how did you play it i played it on nintendo switch and i regret playing it on nintendo switch oh i was a backer i had it on pc i sh- just should have played it on pc i gave jessica a pc copy this is what you do. You just buy games twice, though. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I played. I played it on PC, and you actually played it like on a relatively like low end graphically machine, right? How dare you? <laughs> no, you, no, you're you're totally right. I played it on um, my uh, Microsoft Surface laptop, and it ran pretty decent. Well, I had no problems. Yeah, yeah, just the intro, the double fine intro chugged, but that was it, right? Like the Did double it? fine logo. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I, I haven't seen it load in on any other device, so I can't... I, I didn't notice that it chunked, but nothing else. Like, I had no problems at all. Uh, how'd you play it? Oh, you know, the Switch. Your, your <laughs> child. The thing that I... What do you call it? My, my child, child. The Switch. My, my little baby. Uh, and Katie, how'd you play it? Uh, on PC. Oh, okay. Okay, so we got a good spread here. Um, Travis, I want to ask you, because yeah. I, I said I regret playing it on Switch. Um, there was one advantage to playing it on Switch where you could actually use the r- right stick to find things to interact with. Yeah. But I just found it was really clunky to use like on a console. I just don't know. Uh, I, I'm ignorant about these things. I don't know how you actually would play this on PC. Is it po- with a mouse? Like, yeah. So what? It, you, <laughs> you literally you point. Know. What other way? I guess point. Like, like you literally you point and you click. And, you yeah. click and that's it. That's so it. wait, you would flick the, the stick up and it... It, it would it highlights so things in the, the environment left, you can interact with. Yeah, like the left stick, you would move around freely as yeah. if it was the mouse, and then the right stick, you could flick, and it would just kind of switch to whatever is interactable. What? Oh, okay, that's kind of so cheap. It was cheap, but it helped me a lot because I'm I was sure it if did. I was lost and I was like, I don't know where to go, and it just oh, kind of went. Oh, that's such a cheap adventure game thing. Like, yeah. You have yeah. to like search around. I mean, the cursor would change when you were over something yeah, you could no, interact this would with. Just go all. But that's over- so much easier to yes. overlook something rather yes. than having the cursor like. Yeah, you have to like search the entire screen to make sure that you're getting everything this podcast is canceled (laughs) (laughs) let me go replay it the switch um so how does broken age open because it's actually a really unique game i think from a point and click perspective in that you play two characters in two very different parts of the world that you can switch between at any time and if you get bored you can switch back to the other player Mm -hmm. uh so how did you start the game did you play the two characters, Vela and Shay. Shay is um, in, it's not a spoiler to say, in a spaceship, right? No. no he's, he's in, in, a, he's he's in, in a space. And then Vela is in kind of a... a little town. Little, like a fantasy town, small town. Sugar Bunting. Sugar Bunting. Sugar yeah, bunting. Sugar what a bunting. wonderful name for a town. I love that name. And they're all bakers. Yeah, I love it. I want to know how you guys started the game because I actually played Act 1 in twenty. 14 when the game first came out and then didn't finish it and just played it now for the first full time through so i want to know how you started the game did you play both characters flipping back and forth did you like finish vela through act one because this game is in two acts or did you kind of go with shay all the way through i started with vela i would switch back and forth not often but it was basically like if i got kind of stuck it was kind of, I thought I had kind of poked around everything and tried all my options. I'd be like, all right, I'm just going to go to Shay. And then I would do that for a little while. So I, I switched back and forth a couple times, but not, not a ton. Okay. 
Um, I started with Shay because obviously, if you know me at all, I'm going to pick the sci fi. Yeah. Give me the sci fi space route rather than the fantasy village route. Yep. Um, then again, conflicted because strong female characters are my thing. True. So if you're going to give me that, uh, yeah, no. He had a really cool blanket. Uh, so that's what it drew, came down it, to the blanket. Yeah, it was like a like virtual blanket that came yeah. onto him. So like I was like, oh, this is where I'm gonna go first. So I yeah I did shape. Um, I didn't do shape all the way through Act One. I did most of it, and then when I felt I was at a point where I had done most of the puzzles before I moved on to the next little section, I jumped over to Vela and I kind of did the same thing with her when she moved from like oh like each room, kind, not each room even, but even like each main area okay right like so like shay had his first little set of puzzles and then he meets someone vela had like her first little set of stuff and then she goes to the clouds like it right. so i kind of like did their little sections individually at a time and jumped back and forth until i reached the end of each act for both of them and i started with vela and who is a complete badass oh yeah like, she's terrific she's fantastic yeah um, not to say that she isn't, who's voiced by Elijah Wood. Yeah. Who does? Oh, Elijah so Wood. Such a good job. I did not know that that was Elijah what? Wood. Yeah. I mean, you guys me told me, but I was just like, I didn't know that's uh, what his voice sounded like. Uh, the voice cast is wild in certain respects. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Wheaton's in this game. Uh, is it Jack Black in this thing? Jack yeah. Black yes, is. is Harmony Lightbeard in this game. Yeah. That's nuts. Uh, and like the voice cast is even Jennifer Hale plays Jennifer Hale mom yes. yep. I who love, is Femme Shep in the Mass Effect games I love Jennifer Hale so much mm-hmm. and I heard her voice and I was like Jennifer Hale <laughs> yes yeah and people always forget they're like yeah they go to Elijah Wood Jack Black and Will Wheaton first but no. yo mm-hmm. Jennifer Hale's in this game she's too she's terrific yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did this a little bit differently than, than you guys though like I played Vela basically the entire way through Act oh, 1 until okay. it booted me until like I couldn't do anything and then it booted me to Shay. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah. your comment, and sorry if I'm like getting ahead of ourselves, but you you liked Vela as a character, but I don't know if you liked her no, act one. No. I, I I started playing and I had like the highest hopes. I'm like, yeah, like point and click adventure game. I'm going to love this. And then I think about 15 minutes in, I'm like, I do not love this. Like this is not like just thematically, like just not my gym. Um, and then eventually when I switched to Shay, I was like, okay, I get this. Like, I liked the sci-fi, so I kind yeah. of regret, and I wish that I had started with Shay knowing what I know, just because I think I would have probably had a little bit more excitement in playing through. I-, I loved the characters in the first act. I just think her... her Is it um, setting? Because I know that you're not, like, a huge fantasy person. Um, it, yeah. It, not so much. I don't know if it was setting. Like, it just felt like, especially her in Act 1, like, it just all felt very juvenile. Yes. Like, it... it, 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 it yeah, it just... It didn't grab me. It didn't grab me as much as I think Shay would have had i started there yeah so where do we start do we do we talk about shay's storyline or we talk about vela's in because this game like i said is a multi-act game where um you get to a certain point with one character and you cannot pass until you do the other character so it's split into two acts so why don't we talk about shay's first act to start yeah which uh shay lives on a spaceship yes and he is surrounded by not humans he's surrounded by big robot heads on screens <laughs> and yarn pals that make sure that he you know does his he does his chores and eats his cereal and and lives his life and has space adventures right yeah he lives in like a kinder price nightmare <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like even like not to get ahead but like once you start moving around the ship like you get to the to the little control panel and it's got like it looks like a like a toddler's 
yeah. rec room. It's yeah. like a oh, fake yeah. control panel, yeah, with little... And they squeak when yeah. you touch them. Yeah, yeah Fisher-Price for sure. It ends up being adorable. Uh-huh. But it starts out a little... A little kinder pricey. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, but I think that's the intent, yes. right? Like yes. it's totally intent that like he is on this spaceship that is traveling through space with his two computer parents, essentially, and they are. He's. We don't know what what the reasoning is behind it. We don't know where dad is. We don't. Yeah, like he's dad, out in space. Dad. We don't even know if mom's real. Right. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Mom is a flowing, a glowing red orb, and dad is a blue orb that comes to him at night it's like literally there is nothing going on there and uh you uh he has a bunch of like little space missions and you can tell this would have been great for a child but clearly the computers have not kept up at least that's the impression that you get right like that he's doing all these things and it's these same little like save the world missions and it's (laughs) it, it the systems hasn't caught up and he's definitely bored of it and he wants some actual action maybe a little bit more sense of danger mm-hmm. you know a little something different yeah because i think your your mom sets you on a few different adventures really yeah. quickly like save the the runaway train oh my gosh. and there are these adorable little yarn pals that are just yelling about ah you need to save us yeah. hilarious and really all you have to do is like they click a button click to make a button the to make train not crash into the ground yeah, yeah. and they think you're a hero yeah and you also save people from Ice Cream Mountain oh as well. Oh, my God. Literally, one of my favorite lines is one of the yarn pals is like, help, I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> and I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Like, the writing in this game is hilarious. And there's so many moments. Like, especially I found in Act 1, there were so many charming, like, moments that you're interacting with other characters. And there's just really, really funny moments. I wrote a bunch of them down. But, like, it's, yeah. Help! I'm lactose intolerant. Was one of the ones that got me real bad. Yeah, well, you even wrote about cereal before that. Right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, because when he goes to like his, uh, the robot kind of like brings him to the live the kitchen, and he has to like have his breakfast, and it's like Mission Nutrition, and I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> Literally, that's perfect. And you so. had to flip through different cereals, right? Yeah, you had to. <laughs> You could Splarg keep- was my favorite. <laughs> that was it was a running joke. Really. Yeah, oh, Splarg yeah. was a running joke because it's actually a, a it's an acronym, isn't it? Splarg is an acronym yeah. for like. Are you kidding, honey? You love Splarg. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, <sighs> and what were some of the other missions that like he was set on besides um, Ice Cream Mountain and, and the train? Then there was also like the saving the yarn pal from an attack, but it ends up being a hug attack. Yeah, it's literally like. <laughs> He gets attacked by hugs, like, and they're there to, like, be his friends and everything like that. Like, it's really, really funny. And so imagine Shay as, like, an angsty teenager who, like, hates his parents and who hates everything he's going through. So he's trying to look for something else to kind of experience in his life. And that's where he starts to, I don't want to say go to the dark side, but that's when he meets a very special friend in the underbelly of the ship, right? Yeah. Merrick. Yeah. What do you think of Merrick? Okay. That's where I had a different opinion i think of the generally of the game i was not that big of a fan of a lot of it okay there's a lot of things that i was just like nah i didn't think most of it was that funny okay oh really especially act one i was like "Uh, all right no i thought act one was funny compared to act two didn't care oh really at all there was one thing like when the cereal you can keep on clicking through the cereals and i was like oh that's funny that's like your classic adventure game if you just keep on going they'll just keep on giving you jokes but like most of it, didn't think it was that funny. Oh no, I didn't like it. So I was going along, and then there was, and then um, Merrick shows up. He's like this 
very uh, soft-spoken wolf. weird wolf thing. And I was like, okay, I don't get why there's a wolf here. But all right, like something <laughs> that we're throwing something in there. Yeah. So, yes. So there's a wolf guy and he's very mysterious. And he's like, we need to, there's a mission that we have to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And the voice actor is a, is a, I don't want to say he's an unknown, but he's not someone who's has the profile that someone like Jack Black or Will Wheaton would have. But like he delivered like a, I don't want to say like a chilling performance, but like a little bit. he was, he was very creepy mm-hmm. and that's exactly what he's going for. And he nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of starts to set you on a different path mm-hmm. where you have to complete a different mission. Uh, which m- you, he doesn't want mom to know exactly what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you kind of have to go behind mom's back to accomplish this mission. Yeah, you're just kind of ripe for the picking, right? Because I mean, you're, like you said, the angsty kid who's like, what "I want is this? something real yeah. in my life," and like this can't be it. And oh, you're telling me like mom doesn't know everything, right? Yeah, but at this point, and I think it's it's something of note where it's like mom is still kind of like mom in quotation marks yeah right right? like where she's still like the computer module and like dad's like a joke where you kind of assume he's like some sort of like systems operate you know what i mean like you don't there's definitely nine thousand he's not a real human the impression i got was that there are no human parents right exactly that was in my i don't know I still don't know if I believe that mom and dad were intended to be real people in act two. No, I don't feel like no. I know that there's like some discussion about this on the internet. I've looked it up because I oh, felt you this think way. That they changed the story. I don't know. I know there was a gap between act one and act two, but the way uh, I think the spin is intended. The spin is intended it's set up in a way to give you expectations yeah. and then flip them maybe I like, I see and that's the thing. i see that the intentions yeah. could be flipped so that way you're not like this is the obvious route and then no actually there were real people the whole time and we just kind of spun that on you and i'm cool with that it's just it just read so much like they the intent was there i it's probably just you know the rug was being pulled out from under me when the reveal happened that they were actually alive humans yeah i think i think i can see it both ways i can i can see it either like a they didn't plan for it or b like the execution of that joke in the yeah. reveal just didn't quite land where it just right. felt like like, the how, like it, it felt more of like a plot hole rather than like a surprise right because it, it, Shay specifically refers to them as computers like and he does reference that later on where he's you know saying like oh, I'm sorry I called you a computer and stuff like that but like it, didn't you know didn't you know yeah, right. maybe because she's only been appearing to him as a computer for like years but then like why aren't his parents interacting with him there's a lot of things that don't make sense well that's what I'm saying right like so there's some plot holes there that it's kind of like okay so why aren't his parents interacting with him then like why like physically he has not seen his parents in how many years then like I don't know there's some questions there where it's like I get the pulling the rug out from under us and making us like subvert our expectations but at the same time I'm like I don't know you really set up the idea that this is not a real person but even in act one so like when the mom is like uh, her essentially her control room is locked off and she's like don't don't come in here mommy mommy's getting a surprise ready for you like I, I don't know if they if they completely didn't set it up but maybe it's just like they didn't execute the landing as well as they should maybe have that's what it. it is right like there was, I don't know what the intention was yeah I was saying I don't know what the intention was so it just makes me think was the intention that they were actually robots the whole time like I, I don't know so okay so with uh, Merrick you are set on a series of things you have to do. You have to um, find a new star chart, which is your very cute way of um, traveling around the galaxy is putting your star chart into this like knitting machine yeah. that helps you travel. Um, you have to go out into, sp- into space 
and on the spaceship. Save, yeah. Or you have to go out into space so you can use like the arms of the spaceship. That's it. To grab. Grab and Gary. <laughs> grab and Gary. Um, his little like. So we haven't really talked about this part yet, but like really the whole idea with this point and click adventure game, if you've never played one before, is that you have to actually go around and you're clicking on different items in the environment to then collect to help you solve puzzles, right? So early on you get like a grab and Gary, which is a little robot that lets you grab things. And later on in the game, even stuff across acts you may not even realize you are using uh, will help you solve solve puzzles by like grabbing those items and putting them in place. So it, you go into outer space, you put Grab and Gary on the boom arms of the ship so that you can actually help save these little monster creature things. Um, it's kind of space invadery looking. Yeah. But uh, and like you discover things like an inflatable version of yourself that looks that an inflatable Shay, and essentially you get through a bunch of different um, tasks you have to complete. And then that's when the climax kind of happens, right? Where you have to find these space invader people, right. grab them, and then your ship starts to malfunction, right? You get that- like, you, I think you're under attack, essentially, right? Yeah. So you're doing like a, uh, a, claw, a claw game where you're having to grab these little space invader alien creatures. And Merrick's telling you like, oh, we're under attack. We have to get out of here. And Shay's like, no, I need to grab this last one. Um, and he goes for it and he grabs it, but then the ship gets under attack and then it kind of... I I literally wrote down in my notes, Elijah Wood saw the eye of Sar- Sauron because <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's, oh, a moment, so there's a moment where oh, like, it's just this glowing orange <laughs> eye in the black sky of space. And I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, that's the eye of Sauron. Like <laughs> everything he does is literally to the Lord, of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's when his like, there's a malfunction and then that's the end of his story. Right? Yes until the end of act one yes and then if you played vela vela's story is entirely different and i think you actually traverse more ground as vela in yes, the first yes. act definitely there's a lot more places to go as vela so you start in sugar bunting with your family and they kind of let you know that like hey you're being sacrificed to a creature called mock chathra have a good day goodbye yeah, everyone's very what? casual yeah. and very normal about this and they're like yeah we're gonna we're gonna sacrifice a bunch of you to this big monster and it's thing not that comes just you it's your friends in shell mound yeah, it's and, sh- we, and it happens in all these towns every that, 14 and years that's what we do and you're all gonna die and isn't it great yeah. aren't you so happy i wish gonna, i was get, you yeah you're gonna get sacrifice and that's amazing and you're gonna save the town so mog doesn't destroy the village yep, good for you yeah. you should be so happy you're a hero great fantastic mm-hmm. as a character i think i liked vela more oh for sure because there was more like and it was the way it was written. Like, Shay was a very, like, one-dimensional, like, flat affect kind of character. I like them both almost the same. Really? Yeah. yeah. I have a hard time deciding one or th- one over the other. I think, yeah, I think Vela, like, it's nice to see such a strong female yes. character. And she's, like, that way throughout. Like, there's, I don't know if you were... She doesn't I, take anything from anyone. I don't know if you wrote this one down, Travis. Oh. But there's a line <laughs> at the end where... Um, uh, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. But like, she does something, yeah. and then like the other character responds with like, "Oh, like I thought you were a baker," and she's like, "I can do that too." Uh, yep, like, exactly. She's just like sassy and confident through oh, the entire thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's fantastic. She's just more interesting because Shay is just like a I'm, deadpan machine. He's a t- and I get it. That's I the love intention. the deadpan. Though. I like. No. I like. I like the deadpan as well. Oh no! I found. I found. I thought he was so dull. Oh really? Whereas Vela's like this. A lot. This logically makes no sense. Why are we doing this? Why are we sacrificing people to this monster? Oh, yeah. Why don't we fight it? And she was just, which to me is, yes, 
hilarious. Like, I come yeah. from it very logically. And I'm like, yeah. this doesn't make sense. Why are we doing this? So to just come at it as... This is stupid. Why are yeah. we doing this? Yeah. I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Masasa Moya was the voice actress on that one, and she was like one of the better uh, the better ones on this game. Uh, but I think it was writing. Like it was... Yes. It, was, yes. it wasn't... Like Elijah Wood can do stuff. Do <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Try it again. Elijah Wood can do stuff. I think it was just like Tim Schafer's deliberate writing yeah. as, as being deadpan. Yeah. I like Shay, and I think I also liked him because he brought a different perspective on a lot of different mm. things where like you knew what Vela's intent was and it's not that you didn't know what Shay's intent was either but it's like he just he had like a different perspective on like talking to new characters and like yeah. the way that he treated some of those interactions I thought was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um so you understand the craziness of what Vela's going through and that's when you were actually kind of brought in front of Mog Chothra, right? Which mm-hmm. is what was your first impression when you saw Mog Chothra, the giant monster, for the first time? I was like, okay, big alien. Yep. Yeah. What did it look like if you had to describe a it? A brain. A brain with a lot of eyes. A and brain tentacles. with diamonds. It's like a very sentient looking thing. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie, though. And, like, again, spoilers, but I had, like, a weird feeling about this monster right from the get go. What was your feeling? I was like, I don't buy this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm not even joking. Really? Like, I, don't, I didn't have any. I no. didn't have any. Kind I was of... like, I don't. I don't buy this. I think like maybe it was in the way that he moved, which again is very much like brain. Yeah, it's right. like Synapse a connected like, like right. a jellyfish like, that's just kind of shifting side to side rather than like moving up. Like it's got tentacles. Kind yeah. of. Yeah, it, there's nothing much. I just took there. that as the limitations of like the game. I didn't actually take <laughs> it's that. It's a video game. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, can like, animate anything. I guess, but like how the there's game. There's a choice. Yeah, yeah. I just took it as like this is the way the game is played the yeah. animation in the game is fantastic oh yeah yes. it's it's incredible even for five years ago it uh, it looks like a storybook kind of the, yes. the art style is yeah. was fantastic right off the yeah. get-go yeah and yes. the animation was really good too yeah yeah i just want to put that in there um so you approach mog chathra along with a bunch of the other kind of maidens for the maidens feast that Who are being all hilarious too they, yeah. all I in did, their own way those they were, were all hilarious i really like yeah one was a, a a bigger boned girl who was just eating the whole time being like i'm offering something different for, for this mog chathra <laughs> did she did she have a southern accent uh, i just imagined her having and a southern also, accent also jacob did a shimmy while he, <laughs> while he did that impersonation i just want to say she had a drumstick, not yeah. a rib. She had a drumstick, and she's like, "You want to take my drumstick?" Well, there it thing, is again. Good <laughs> thing. She, <laughs> good thing she had that drumstick because yeah. it came in handy. It did. it did. And and the other girl had water, and essentially you stole things from the girls as they were being taken by Mog Chafra. Yeah, they're all getting picked off to escape using a seagull to get out of the situation you're in, get out of sugar bunting, and explore one of the other two environments that you get to explore as Vela. So from sugar bunting, you move to Maryloft, and in Maryloft, yeah, so you meet you, more like, characters. You beat up Mog Chathra, yeah. essentially. And then... No, wait, you don't beat no, up Mog no, Chathra. you escape him. You just escape you Mog get, Chathra. You, you stick something in his mouth? Oh, yes, you... No, no. This is I'm confusing right, two right, different right. things together. Yes. You're like, oh, I need to oh, get out of here. Right, you get the seagull to come close enough. Ah, uh, yes, the bird you taps you. you cut yourself out of your dress, yes. and then you just take the, the seagull. The bird takes you. Yes. I forgot about yeah. that. Okay. And you go to Maryloft, which is is in the clouds, and that's where you get to explore a bunch of different areas um, and get to meet a bunch of new characters. Um, one of my favorite characters in the game was the guard. Um, oh. Fathur. 
Fether. Fether. Yes, Fether is, is the first person you meet in Fether, or one of the first people you meet. Fither is great. Yeah. Why is his name Fither? Oh, so uh, in in Mary Loft, everyone follows the teachings of Hermony Lightbeard, uh, who's played by Jack Black. And uh, according to Harmony, uh, you want to kind of lead a very light life, uh, including kind of losing some of your possessions. So with Harmony... You give up some of your vowels in your name to just show how light you are. So a lot of the characters will be, you know, Carol. Uh, Walter, Carol, Curl, yeah. yeah. Chit, Curl. chit. <laughs> instead of Chet. It's it's a really funny thing. Yeah. Uh, the more they say it. Yeah. I thought it, the funniest part was the wife. Yep. Of, uh, Walter. Wal- yep. Walter. Walter. Uh, his wife is like. Yeah, it's this thing he's into about his husband. <laughs> he, he's following this guy. I don't know, whatever. I'll I'll let him do his thing for a bit, and like this is all nonsense. That that again, same thing. I didn't find most of them funny. Really? I don't know why. It just I don't know if it was the mood I was in or what. It was. I don't know if it's how slow everyone talks or what it was. But most of the people, I was like, eh. Oh I was no, because I really liked when like you're like like Shay. Or, or whoever would say like hey carol and she'd be like oh it's so nice to hear that name again like just yeah even like just the so writing is the, just so funny the wife made me laugh yeah the wife made me laugh yeah. carol before carol. before she becomes carol yeah carol was probably one of my favorite characters yeah. walter walt what was his name walt, walter. walter 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 was probably one of my least favorite characters yeah yeah he was so boring and, and the kid yeah but see walt walter um, was voiced by Richard Stephen Horvitz, who plays Invader Zim. Okay. I uh, love Invader Zim. Who but plays R- Rez in uh, the Psychonauts games. I think he was I thought Invader fine. Zim was hilarious. I didn't think... I don't know. I think, it was fine. I think the cast of characters is so strong as a whole yeah. that I think like Walter was was just like at the bottom of the list. Writing yeah. or uh, voice performances? Writing. 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 All the voice performances were great. Uh, yeah. Whenever I talk about that, it's it's writing. Okay, so you go through Mirrorloft, and you essentially find your way to uh, Harmony Lightbeard, and take a ladder. Like you solve a bunch of puzzles. I don't think that people want to hear us no, digest every it's single just, puzzle no. here. There's so many puzzles in this thing, and you're running around trying to figure out what items go where and interact with what person. And a lot of the times, I think I was annoyed a lot with Vela's cloud stuff. Because until I got the cloud shoes, I just... The point-and-click walking was probably my least favorite part of the point-and-click adventure. It might have been easier on PC. That's what I'm Because you can click right on the cloud where you want it. So you kind of go around where you want to exactly. It was very easy. But it's just so slow. Like, I'm just like, I click where I I want her to walk, and she then walks there. I just, I wish I had direct... Only (laughs) in these cases, I wish I had direct control over my character so I could just walk them where I wanted them to go, as opposed to, like, having to move around my mouse and click and then move my mouse a little farther and click and move my mouse a little farther and click right? me, me and katie are laughing yeah, we're, we're like, like oh like, yeah, that's yeah. My, that's, i that's know that's the do. point of the game no, but I i've do. not played one of these before and i think that was the only thing i didn't like about that's the fair. point and click aspect is the the slow pace of the walking okay I, I think the movement overall was a little slow and i think especially by act two so i was a little pace. and that's the thing like yeah. i think because you're running around going from person to person if you can't figure out a puzzle right away i'm just trying every item on every person to see yeah. what kind of action i get and uh and you know so it's taking a long time and i'm also going through every i have to listen to every single answer because i don't know if this one's going to be the right one right another thing that's a little nitpick 
with adventure games is that sometimes they would say, if you ask them the same question, instead of saying an abbreviated answer of what they already said, they would say the entire and the whole conversation right. would happen again. And I was like, no, you, you need to shorten this up. You could skip on the switch. You, you could skip it, okay. but no, that, but the, typically, she wants a new abbreviated version. Right. Yes, typically, that's what would happen is that they would shorten that conversation right up to be like, oh, no, you did that. And there's nothing else to come from that conversation. Right, so you that don't conversation have to say just go away. They would do like back and forth three times of the right. same thing and I'm like no you don't have to do this like right. this it's a it's a little thing but it, it bothered me once you get through Mariloft you go down to the final kind of environment in the game which is Shell Mount yes Shell Mount or Shell Mound Shell Mound I think Shell Mound I think Shell Mound had some of my favorite characters yeah, in, Shell in Mound. her area I really liked the hipster Curtis yeah, um, yeah. he was, was very funny um, it's funny you want to know the funny story about that what so in the demo of the game they only had the lumberjack character working as like a character and it was just used as a proof of concept for the Kickstarters to be like, yeah, this is what the game's going to look like. They had a lumberjack and the outcry about how cool the character was was so much that they actually like brought him into the game. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. No, I think, I thought he was one of the best, better secondary characters. Yeah. He was funny and then, um, Deadeye Dawn and Deadeye Courtney (laughs) killed me. Yep. So, so describe them. them. Okay, so essentially, as you're going through Shell Mound, you find uh, what is supposed to be like this cave of like treasures and stuff that's been there for 300 years and and everything like that. And you have to get past these two guards. Um, they're both blind, and uh, the one is like, "My name, we're the Dead Eye Druids, and my name is Dead Eye Dawn." And this is Dead Eye Courtney. Like, it's just, like, hilarious stuff. And you pretty much just have to, like, interact with them. I Their story progresses later on in the game, and I loved it. Um, but, uh, yeah, they were just really, really funny. I, I liked them a lot. There was even, like, um, I played with the subtitles on. Me too, um, Sam. So you would get some really hilarious subtitles when the girls would, like, be trying to sing the Mog, Mog Trothra song or something and uh, in preparation for the next Maiden's Feast. And you would get like little in brackets, like tunelessly singing the Mog Trothra song, like over the thing. And I was like, just little touches like that made me smile, like stuff like that. Uh, there were also some other good characters, uh, including the kind of mayor of, of Shellmount, yes. was, who's like the bumbling idiot that all of us know in our lives, but like <laughs> secretly is good at like one or two things, <laughs> and they put him in charge of this town. Right. Uh, and he's preparing for a maiden's, Mog, feast. a maiden's Feast in his town. Yes. So essentially your goal is to get Vela into that Maiden's Feast so that she has another chance at fighting Mog Chathra. Um, once you get past the, the two Deadeye Druids to get into the, um, uh, what seems to be like a castle. The Deadeye Gods, like, pyramid almost. It turns out to be a guy from Laruna, the same place that Shay was from, that put himself in cryogenic freezing for 300 years. And you help him kind of get his ship working so that they can create a death ray so that she can shoot a death ray at Mog Chothra when he shows up for the uh the next maiden's feast great yeah just great just lots of fun so i don't know man i was like what (laughs) he's from this place like none of this makes any sense which i know is the point like but i don't i was not on board okay so none of it really makes sense until you shoot down mog chothra it's like the only boss battle in the game Mm -hmm. kind of where you're running around the beach 
uh, after you know you've entered the the maiden's feast as in Shellmound, and you figure out that you need to put like an extendable ladder in his mouth and shoot the death laser inside Mog Chother's mouth in the case he like crashes down on the beach. And that's when the big reveal happens. And mm-hmm. I want to know what you guys think because I think when I first played the game, I was shocked because I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't shocked this time. Well, like I said, I kind of had like a fishy feeling about Mog Chother from the beginning. Yeah. So when it crashed, I'm like, yep, it did. I knew it. So like that shock wasn't there for me. Oh, it was not. Nope. But did you think that that was what the thing was? Is that Mog Chothra is actually Shay's ship? No, that part was like, okay, that, I thought that was interesting. I didn't see it coming. So I, I don't know why. I knew that like, okay, there's two different stories. They're going to intersect in some way. And I thought the intersection was coming with Alex, the guy who is in the ship that Vel is finding. And I'm like, okay, it's going to intersect some way here. I really didn't clue in because I thought it was both stories were coming of age stories, which they are of like, you know, Shay getting past, you know, wanting to be smothered by his parents and Vela getting past the expectations put upon her by society. Right. Like I get the themes there. I didn't expect their stories to actually intersect in this way. And when that reveal happened, like I was having a good time with act one, at the end of act one, when that reveal happens where Shay falls out of the ship and then you switch places and the ship closes and you then start all over with Vela and Shay, literally same starting screen, but in reversed roles, I was like, holy, this is like terrific. I actually, I loved it. I was, I was really like, this is so smart. I loved it. It was like great writing. I, I loved every aspect of that. Um, and then going forward is where I start getting more and more frustrated with the game. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that would happen. Um, yeah, I was surprised and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like it, it reinvigorated me a little bit. I have to say we skipped over my favorite character. Oh, who? In the entire game. The whole game. The tree? The tree. Oh my gosh. The tree. My favorite. The tree is an act two. What? No, no. no. The the grumpy tree. tree. No, Vela, yeah. has, Vela the chops barfing the tree because you both interact with the tree. Shay interacts with the tree. Yeah, I know you both do. do. Vela yeah, does too. Vela yeah. does. The yeah. beginning, I'm just though. saying. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But you first interact with the tree. Yes, yes. Vel- that the tree was my favorite. Tree's hilarious. Of the whole thing. So d- describe what this tree, what his bit is. Well, he hates his whole thing is that um, he's upset and anyone who's cutting down trees to make anything or like murder happening to his fellow trees because he talks. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, I know he's very upset by yeah. anything like made of wood or anything that he deems is an assault on fellow trees. And I, it was just kind of dry and a little twisted. Like the humor was a little uh, yep. like twisted up, which I really liked. Yeah. One of the puzzles that I think like sells the tree really well is like when you have to get him to vomit. Yes. Because you right? need his sap. Because you need his sap for <laughs> another puzzle. So um, sure. So you, <laughs> you have to collect driftwood. And I don't want to spoil the whole thing. But you have to have... Um, uh, what's the Curtis Curtis, Curtis make, make a you stool. a stool you show the stool to the tree and then you're like look at and this it's pretty stool. like this mutilated tree yeah, essentially yeah. and he barfs funny. which yeah. is hilarious right he barfs out sap it's um, great yeah this yeah. this game for sure so I just looked it up it's an E10 game for ESRB and like I, I knew it was going to be that. E10, probably because of that because yeah. it's just a little, a twisted, little twisted and sometimes there's some humor in there that you're like oh I know what you're talking yeah. about there, there, the, the Shea segment with him 
was even better. There's I was like, hum- oh, more tree humor. There's some humor in here that like teeters on like, oh, this is like adult. Like there's, I remember specifically one where if you grab the spoon and put it on Shay, because I was trying all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say that Shay has a, a series a, a of talking, talking yes. utensils. So he has a talking spoon and you take his talking spoon and you put it on Shay and Shay's like, I don't think I want to put that anywhere on me. And the spoon says, I'm up for anything. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my god! I mean, I think the talking knife. Dutch is is a talking knife. He's like a gangster, also. How's how's my Dutch impression? (laughs) Real good, very accurate. Yeah, thank you. I I did like the execution of having to play through the first environment in reverse. Yes, I thought I thought that was exactly. I really liked that you started over and you flip flopped and you got to then interact in the opposite direction with both of them. And I think that's the end of Act One. Let's move on to Act Two. Uh, Act Two is where the whole game fell apart for me. I don't know how you guys felt. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I think I liked. Uh, I mean, I was hit or miss on the whole game, but I did not dislike Act Two uh, from a story perspective or a gameplay perspective. Gameplay, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with gameplay. I I liked Act Two. I thought like the puzzles were definitely the puzzles more were much more challenging. They were much more like adventure game challenging. The mm-hmm. first one was very just you're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, the yeah the first one was very much like straightforward, and this one I think like in certain points, I think it got like a little too challenging, especially towards the end. And I think that was my problem with it was like I loved act one and the culmination in like the end of act one and then act two just starts like just was this downward spiral for me of like the puzzles are, were too hard i was kind of annoyed at how much like running around i had to do and i couldn't figure out some of the things yeah. like a lot of the stuff wasn't intuitive enough for me mm-hmm. to answer these like get these puzzles done correctly like i was using a walkthrough for most of act two i was using a walkthrough act one i didn't look at my phone at all and i was working on it and i felt like everything was intuitive everything kind of made sense like oh yeah i'm gonna use this for this and that makes sense um but when it came to act two there was stuff that just came way out of left field for me and i was like how would i have ever known this without looking I i had to get a couple hints to like get me started like I i was like i'm stuck and then i would look through a walkthrough and i would get the first little inkling of something to get me going and then i would for the most part be fine yeah and we we actually got the so i put some questions out on twitter and one of the questions we got from at vg rations video game rations uh they asked us did you have to look up any puzzles you guys have given your answer yes. i had to look it up four or five times until we got to the end of act two where i think for the the last half an hour i just used a walkthrough i think i was using because i was i was very tired and i'm like <laughs> i'm not gonna get this and i don't want to spend three hours on this so i'm just gonna use a walkthrough yeah, I, I had used asked, it for hints. Otherwise, yes, I had asked you for help a couple times at at the very end when I was because I like finished it a day before you did. Past the point of even like trying to figure it out in Act Three, um, in Act Two, I think I didn't I didn't really struggle until you needed um, to solve the hexapal. Yes, right. Mm. I think that's where I started really using a walkthrough, and then I just kept going for the rest of the yeah. game with that. And and that's where. That's where I think point and clicks can become really frustrating where it's like if it's not intuitive, even if it's like, you know, where it's headed, but it's challenging, like that feels better because at least you know what direction to head in. I didn't feel like I had a goal when it's something like, oh, like 
like oh like that that pattern was on something random that i would have never paid attention mm-hmm. to that's where it kind of feels cheap yeah and frustrating yes and i kind of wish there was maybe a hint system in this game or a hint system would have been fantastic like is um, that a normal thing in in old school adventure no, games no not no old school no no I use, don't, a, um, use a guide or like a helpline um i don't even need a hint i just <laughs> nah. need the I, whole answer i no, no, yeah. no i don't need the whole i took the whole, no but you know what i would have liked is just maybe direction. more a of a like a a line of dialogue where yeah. maybe like oh maybe i should go back and talk to this person or like maybe right. oh i think i saw this over there like something to point me in the direction of what i needed to look for yeah typically uh, they don't do that no and that's the thing i kind of wish i had that to point me in the right direction so that i wasn't just aimlessly putting i literally got to the point where i was putting every object on every person yep. to see what would click and sometimes I was like, well, I wouldn't have known that. I think really frustratingly. That's not good gameplay. No. That, that, you know, that's old school adventure but game. See, I, you combine everything with everything and try and use everything on it everything. It didn't even work sometimes. There was, an, there was a puzzle with Carol and her fish hooks. And you had the crochet hook. You couldn't give. The crochet hook is the correct answer. But in order to make her. You had to work through her dialogue you first, had to, right? Not even just that. Yeah. You had to give her a talking fish that fell out of Harmony Lightbeard's. Um, thing right. into the tree to then give her the fish first and then give her the hook. But, but the hook was the right answer. But, I was right, but it didn't give me... like I wouldn't have gotten there otherwise. But you do try and give her the hook and she says... Basically, like, no, that thing won't work. Right, but like, then you, know, I you ju- need to prove it to me that it works. But I didn't... I took that at face value, like, mm. that thing won't work because there's lots of... Every item got dialed. Sometimes the dialogue was like, I don't want to fork that. You know, like (laughs) there's basic like or sometimes you give them an item and there's actually a back and forth about it. And so I thought it was just one of the basic back and forth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Shay or Shay or Vela will just say, oh, I don't think that'll work here. You know, it's just a a generic line because they didn't give a, a dialogue for every item interaction with every person. That is something that I've definitely experienced in other games where it's like you need to do something else before even like if you have the right item like you need to do a before you can do b yeah. so that didn't frustrate it can be, me as it much it can be frustrating don't like, get me wrong I, i'm not but, experienced but with that these, did but not so much yeah yeah um i think C- at csg thomas put it really well uh, on twitter when he said that the second part felt way more like classic adventure games from yeah. the past while the first part was more friendly to novices of the genre and that's probably why i liked the first act a lot better because i felt like i was making progress without needing any help right yeah, same i like that act one way better than mm-hmm. act two when um i was like oh this feels good when i did have to use a walkthrough to get the clue about to look at the one picture for the hex pal but then once i had the picture and then i was like oh it's in order and this and that and then i had to, i got out pen and paper and drew out which position which each symbol and then you had to figure out each one i was like oh this feels nice yes but but i, but I had to yes yeah. but then i had to use a hint to get to there right to figure out that that's even what i needed to yeah do. i used a pen and paper too but right above my pen and paper scribbles in my notes was like I what hate the hell puzzle. is this <laughs> yeah, i hate this puzzle and oh. I, I made I made the rookiest mistake with that too. Like when you're when you once you get the wire, um, and you have to like try to pull it from the different nodes on the hexapel. I was clicking, and I'm like, I can't even get the wire to go on, and like oh, I didn't realize I had to like you try to like, drag it, fix it. Yes, oh, okay. and I'm like. I have the like I know I have the right item, yeah. but I just like couldn't, and that was just me being like tired or something. Like I couldn't figure that out. Uh, do we want to give the high level kind of synopsis of, of both stories? 
No. No. Well, I have no idea what happens in this whole game. I'm sorry. Really? <laughs> and you play the whole thing and you're just I play like, the, nah. I know what happens, but like if you're like, hey, lay it out for me, I'm like, I you know don't what though? Know. I was so exhausted with this whole game. Act two story Darwinism. <sighs> That's what this whole game's about. What? Yeah, Act Two got really confusing a little bit, and I think like some of the plot holes were kind of like showing in like if you really think about the logic of like how did Chase's parents not understand that this was happening blah 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 like there's a lot of stuff that doesn't totally make sense but essentially the the gist of it is um Shay's parents and Shay were on a fake spaceship that was going around collecting maidens because there's this community of people that believe in this genetic purity oh yeah that they are a higher level and, race right but they people. found out that this genetic purity made them fragile which i guess really isn't purity when you think about it um so they had to like sample genetic like material from like people on the other side like that were yeah, the not, race is called the thrush right yeah. so the i had to look that up so like <laughs> people in sugar bunting and shell mountain and all these other places they're on the other side of it where they're the impure ones and essentially they were using they were manipulating families into having like like so shay was manipulated into selecting the strong for some reason shay has this ability intuition or whatever intuition to that's not explained right yeah he's got this intuition to pick the what best females i don't know and then um he selects them with his machine thinking he's saving this alien race in his game and essentially it's just very messy. And so yeah. they take the genetic information from that, those people, and then add it to their DNA so that way they survive better. I mean, I, it reminds me of, it is so messy. The whole, like, higher class, and then they're, um, they're more fragile. Makes, they're, I mean, that's an old kind of they're story. They're all inbred. <laughs> <laughs> It's, they there had literally no genetic like I mean, it's an change. old story yeah like it's an old thing like um the time machine the mm-hmm. book where it's like there's the higher level race uh, spoilers that, that i know if anyone has is waiting i haven't seen it yet no nope. i've been waiting for the last 17 years <laughs> i was gonna say the book which is even older but i you know what i'm sorry everybody if you haven't read it yet anyway there's a higher class of people that are like right. they are overcome all these things and like they're immune to diseases and all this stuff but like they're like dainty little fragile right. things and there's like the the underdwellers that are used to surviving things and they're like you know harsher so yeah they and just, hey guess what merrick is one of them and he's not a wolf at all no right. exactly. and he's an alien so he was, that wolf why is he costume. wearing a wolf head? why is he wearing a wolf costume he could just be like yo dude but this is why i felt like some stuff Shay in- wouldn't look at him and be like you're an evil alien if he was just like i'm your friend no, but I'm this an is alien. why i felt like some of the stuff in act two felt not what was planned right That's like true. suddenly merrick is not a wolf and he's this weird alien guy suddenly shay's parents aren't robots suddenly yeah. like there's just a lot of like pulling the rug out from under us. Like I know that there was one that they were very on the nose about, which was I read, I thought initially Alex, the guy that Vela met that was in, that was in suspension animation. I was like, could he be like Shay, like 300, like in suspended animation, but like That's an adult Shay. And they joke about and that. And they joke yeah. about it very on the nose. Like, so wait, are you the adult me? And he's like, like no. He's like, I can't believe there's another Shay around. He's like, my name's Alex. Like, legit, <laughs> there's just like, they, they're very on the nose about it. Yeah. And they took that and they subverted it. 
and it was really good but at the same time it's almost like was the plan for him to be and they and like, they make the same joke as well when um shay's dad comes yeah. in and yes. he says are you me from the past right exactly literally no. yes you know your what I mean? dad son yeah i know so it's really funny and like even the idea that like here's dad in like it, you see his blue face sometimes and he popped out of the sand and like he's actually a whole person and yeah. he was just wearing like a, a, a helmet over his head the whole time or that the mom was actually just like a glowing face because she was putting her face through like uh, a help like a, a vr helmet a VR essentially. helmet to look around the ship like it's just it, it, there's stuff there that's funny and it works but also makes me think that it wasn't totally planned yeah the more it, i here's the thing i think i was out on the plot the whole time so the plot not making sense in act two didn't really bother me yeah so i was just like gameplay puzzles because i already didn't care very much I so see. i think that's why where whereas you are more coming at it from plot yes and you disliked the puzzles so i just dis- so you're like having a hard time all with in the puzzles the and the plot was failing me yes and so i was like oh gosh I, yeah. this is like something is not working here for me anymore yeah i i was the same as you i think that it's fair to say that jess and katie you had similar experiences and maybe it's because you like have played a lot of adventure games in your lives where like Travis and I are, are newbies where the plot starts to fall in act in act two and part of it doesn't make sense. And, and you're even like, that's the, the only end, part that I liked. I'm like that you liked. I mean. I'm like, wait, you're going to bring up this alien race, uh, DNA purification storyline. And like, all we're going to get is a little bit of exposition at the end. And that's, that's all we're going to get. Yeah. What? I mean, like to, to be honest, so like, I don't think the story and that, part of the arc was well executed. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fully disappointed until the end because I thought that I thought there was going to be some sort of cutscene to like help fill in some of those holes. And I think like you or also even show you where the characters go at the end of it. Right. It's just like, hey, everyone's good. Yeah. And it just the kind end. of ended. And I that's, that's where I was thing. like, okay, that <laughs> one was very much. <laughs> that was a terrible sound. Yeah, that was my, that oh was my, my wet fart sound. <laughs> Jacob made that with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> <Heads up. Yeah. laughs> I was going to say, I think like, the story in Act One starts very much like a coming of age story. She is yeah. trying to get out, like I said earlier, from underneath of his parents smothering him, and Vela doesn't want to live up to these expectations that are being imposed yeah, upon her. It's very her. grounded, yes, in, and in then emotion, and then yes, it gets really. Loopy. And then Act Two just really doesn't deliver on those things. Yes, Vela overcomes Mog Chothra, and you know, Shay comes to welcome his parents as who they are, I guess. But like, it's very flimsy, and there's not a lot of that grounded, like story isn't there anymore for me which was the driving force initially yeah and i think it, uh, part of my problem is that shay is in vela's world and vela is in shay's world and you almost have to build them up their relationships up again entirely but they don't do any of that right. in the story yeah you, you do some cool stuff with like harmony Lightbeard, where you find out that he's completely a fraud mm-hmm. and there's like cute moments there but like there's no new relationships that are being built up because you're too busy solving the other person's story in the other world and there's no chance for these characters to interact in a way that builds them the characters i felt like for some reason shay's world had easier puzzles for me to figure out like so vela in the spaceship was easier for me than shay in sugar bunting or not sugar bunting but like uh, shell mound and all those other places like i felt i had trouble with vela's area because I felt like everything was very far away. I was going all the way from Shellmount all yes. the way up and all the way down where if um, the spaceship felt, everything felt very close and you got to take literally one of my favorite things in this game is those teleporters 
The teleporter ladies are hilarious. Really? Literally hilarious. Really? Every single time. Yes. They were, they were super high, high Mel. Yeah. That was no, my favorite. I really I liked the idea cute. of like, oh, I love de-resing new people. Like, or like the, um, please work, please work, please work. Please work. Yeah, literally like they, there's, they're literally just working and it's super hilarious to me that she's like, Oh, I hope this doesn't fry your head. Like, you know, like just all these things. She's like, there was a moth on one of the sensors. Like they're just the, the three of them were really, really funny. And I, I did like the puzzles with that, but I think it also, the fast travel helped get me around, um, the spaceship a lot faster. So it didn't feel so tedious to do the spaceship, um, stuff. Thank God for the double tap where you could travel through worlds quickly. And that's pretty standard. Is the to, to to get to the next? Screen. I didn't realize that until Act Two, and oh, I was no. U- no, but I was using it like constantly okay. in Act Two. Should we? So should we talk about like story beats or puzzles? We really like. Um, we can do both. Yeah, why don't we hit the story beats first? Um, so Shay's main objective on the ground in Shell Mound is to collect items to help restore Alex's ship. Yes. So he needs to find like all of these like fancy futuristic sounding <laughs> hyperscopic yeah. gyro cam or something like that. Do, do you have one? Yeah. Some of the dialogue with that <laughs> yeah. was actually that was funny. funny. Yeah. You have an anti-gravity thruster. And they're yeah. like, what on earth are you talking yeah. about? So you need to loop in the mayor and um, why do I always forget his name? He's no longer a, uh, woodsman he's a curtis curtis he is now working with metals yeah yes because he's such a hipster he's like oh he does it for his art yeah like it's uh, done it's over yeah woodworking is over and done and i'm only thing yeah curtis was his whole thing of the trees are talking to me that he's like killed all these trees and that he's built all these things out of wood and that he's paranoid about the trees and he's like cut out all the trees out of these pictures in his house (laughs) and like uh, that that made me laugh he's like they're like why'd you why'd you cut the the trees out of that picture he's like because they were talking to me (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of dark and i liked it yeah and it's funny that he's like he's going to uh um, he goes to like uh, metalwork and he's like, oh, I'm going to start, you know, doing, I'm going to try to sell these and blah, blah, not for the money. No, 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 not for the money because I need the money so then I can move on to the art. And it's like, okay, Curtis. <laughs> that's when the art happens. Yeah, that's when the art happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you, you've collected all these pieces for Alex on the Vela, sorry, the Shea side. On the Vela side, you have to do a bunch of repairs to the ship. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Yeah, you're just repairing. <laughs> You're repairing the ship so that way, but doesn't the ship get captured? Like the ship gets, Merrick takes over the ship and you're going back to, yes. oh, and you're preparing a bomb. So yeah, part of so, Bella's stuff is preparing a bomb. Yes. So you're, you're preparing the bomb and you have to work your way into the control room where yes. you um, basically have to like dupe mom into thinking you're Shay. Yes. Which yeah. I thought was like. Confirmation that she was a robot. (laughs) I didn't like that getting the clues from his room, from his like trophy room, and figuring out the answers to all the questions. So what was yeah. It was nice. I do appreciate that the game, if I failed, it sent me directly back to the trophy room because if I had to walk back to that trophy room every time I got it wrong, I would have shut this game off. I didn't think it was that much worse than if you walked. No. Because it wasn't that far. But I mean, they, there was a similar thing with the knots. Yes. They did that with the knots when you're trying yes. to solve the puzzle. Yes. With, and I thought that was I thought that was nice. Because you're right. If you had to walk back to Carol every time. Every single time. I Carol. I would have lost yes. my mind. Yeah. I did really like that knot puzzle. Yeah. Because that was a little bit more like, oh, you had to describe the knot to Carol, but you had to use 
different words of like what does it look like and it was like these broad answers like oh these bunny ears under a bridge yeah in a ship. Okay, or like, looks like hands in a bucket or like yeah. fingers in a bucket yes. or something yeah it kind of so you had to look at what they sent you or what the not looked like and be like what which one of these things does this most look like and yeah i had like a bunch of pictures on my phone because i like took a picture of the knot and then nice. was like what does it look like what do we do before smartphones right well yeah. no you for adventure games you drew it probably you drew things Ooh. No, yeah, that's yeah, what you did. You totally. drew things, or you like did your little arrows on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Or you drew out the map, or yeah. The yeah. the point on the ship where it became really frustrating for me it was it's the story when they all come together because like there's separate stories, and then there's a story of of like Shay and Vela almost working together, right? And that's kind of your act th- act three in your brain, yeah, right? Yeah. The climax of the game is that what you're talking about with the hexapals? No. No. What were you yeah, you're about? kind of working concurrently with each other. It, isn't it Act Two where you have to lure over the little like? Oh no, that is Act Three. That is Act Three. There, there's no Act Three, but no. like, there's like Act Two, Act One, Shay, Act One, Vela, Act Two, Shay, Act Two, Vela, and then there's Act Two, Shay and Vela. Yeah, like, you start right. having to do things kind of at the same time. You have to switch back and forth. Yes. to do things. Oh, together. but were you talking about the? Drawing the hexapal over to repair the door so you can get out of the um, the control the control room. room. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, that one. That one was fun. I guessed that that one. <laughs> the wiring of the hexapal. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. You're like you're in the you camera them as by, Vela like, breaking things, breaking things, and so getting the those. repair hexapal to lure all the way to the control panel. Oh door. yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one was actually that fine was for me. Fine. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't need to walk through for that hard. section, which was fine. Yeah. Once you figure out that he moves, yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, and then you just kind of mm-hmm. follow. I just along. thought the the ultimate climax of the game, where you're flipping back and forth, and you're essentially figuring out a way to get both of your Mog Chothra ships. Yes. Oh my. So we God. haven't even talked about that because so like Alex, his ship finally lifts off. Your ship that you are as Vela is approaching the plague dam you've bombed the place both of you are essentially oh boy this is confusing vela's mog chathra goes to the plague dam no shay's mog chathra <laughs> you don't even know what's happening because who knows and vela's is trying to escape you guys come together and the climax of the game is as your mog chathra ships or your operation dandelion cruisers are together is just how are we going to escape this it's a mess it is such a mess (laughs) i'm just i'm like what what am i doing again this last last hour i'm like what the hell am i doing this game that last little bit i didn't know what my goal was um for the the flipping back and forth i didn't know until like one of them said like oh i want to melt down the ship and it's like why like i didn't know why we were melting down the ship i just kind of was like okay i guess you escape i guess i I didn't know yeah like that's why i was like why would we melt down the ship like i didn't i didn't know how this was going to work out but no one gave me the direct like instruction of like we need to me- like Vela should have just said to herself like maybe if we melt down the ship we'll be able to get out of here like something but like I guess I was just jumping back and forth hoping to solve the correct puzzle and I um the the constant rewiring of the oh my god was uh, I was livid yeah. <laughs> I was so angry yeah I can't even tell you yeah like I was all, I was ready to throw things <laughs> 
I hey, was so mad. I was home alone and I threw things. Oh my I, god! I whipped my. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's, if you do it wrong, basically, the mom goes down, finds the hex pal that you set to like set the destination, and then apparently she takes that hexapel, puts it back in the hallway and where it was, it. and rewire. Why is it rewired? Exactly. Why are you making me rewire it every, <laughs> every I single was, time? I cannot tell you how mad I was. I yep. was furious i had to i had to do that sequence probably about four times yeah. i know because it kept resetting and i was like if i have to do this one more time i'm gonna lose my mind i'm just gonna watch another same thing on youtube yeah. honestly I, yeah. I was so mad i only oh. redid it once that's only because i followed a walkthrough step by step and the only reason it didn't work the one time is because i accidentally forgot to turn the power on on the ship shay was on yeah and then I ended up... Why did we even turn it off? Yeah. I don't even know. I had to go back down, turn on the power, but then that reset everything. Oh, God. So yeah. I had to do Shay's thing again and Vela's thing oh, again because God. both got reset because it, it messed up. And that's so literally the last sequence of the yes. game. So it is, and it's, it's the most the, frustrating. It's the worst taste in your mouth at the end of this game. Like, I finished it. And I was like, great. I did it. Awesome. It's done. And there was no payoff. And, and there's no payoff. And I'm still pissed off. And furious. I wish people could see your body language. Like I'm you're so shaking. mad. I'm so angry. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, it's just, it was, it was frustrating. It was disappointing because I really had a, a really good high at the end of act one. Yes. And I was so glad to be done at the end of act two. And I was like, what happened? And by the end of act three, you're like, thank God I'm done this game. Yeah. Which is not how I want to feel when no, I'm done a game. I know. Yeah. I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you do things and the things and the things. And I didn't hate this game. I just left me extremely frustrated. I don't yeah. want to sound like this game is. Ter- it's not. It's a good game. Is it? I I think it so. Is. I'm I'm being facetious. If I summed it up, yeah. and added everything up, and I'm like, it has so many good things. It the environments are super creative. Like all the worlds, I was like, oh, this is like an interesting world. Especially up in the clouds, that yep. was interesting. But yeah, I don't know. It just... playing it was my least favorite part. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, so playing the game, <laughs> like I love yeah. the, the art, the animation, the music, the voice acting, uh, the writing the, for me was the... just like I found it hilarious. I don't, I know like it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I found a lot of this game hilarious. Yeah, I found I was appreciating the like the hilarious stuff less later on because I was frustrated with the game. Because of the puzzles, I stopped really listening to everyone's responses to things. I just wanted to, like, finish. Yeah. And I wish, like, I would love to go back and, like, see some of the quippy, like, hilarious little moments. Because that kind of stuff really gets me and it's funny. But I was at a point where I was like, I just want to be done. And so I kind of was giving up on, you know, listening to anyone say anything. Yeah. One of the adult jokes that, because you mentioned adult jokes. And there is one. And I died. What and it didn't it? happen very often, but that cracked me up because you have this tap that you can use on like a fruit. I don't want to tap that. No, no, no. It says, Shay, there's the fruit tap. I tried to, because I was just using everything on everything. Right. Tried to use it on uh, Twyla, the like, oh, okay. moody girl on the yes. swing. And Shay says, I don't think I can tap that. <laughs> and I was like, no, Shay, no, you can't. You don't have a shot. Oh my god! Sorry, Just imagine Shay. Elijah Wood in the booth. Oh my god! No, oh my god! I don't think I can tap that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to ask a question that we got via Twitter. That's v- actually from this. Um, 
it's from uh, a little breath at a little breath on Twitter. Uh, they ask your what is your favorite hidden gag, your most exciting moment of discovery, your biggest laugh, your most touching moment. Uh, like w- just talk about some of the moments we haven't already covered that you loved in this game. Hmm. Did you write any more in your notes? I think I've mentioned most of the ones I liked. Uh, like I said, there was a lot of really little hilarious like tidbits all over this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of one right off the bat. But like what about yeah. Vela's grandpa and how like he always loves to lick frosting off yes. everything? Like it's but the that, stuff. Yeah. But that wasn't even that was like actually like a, a solution to one of the problems. Yes, it yeah. was. Right? Yep. Um, Carol, like always, like you said, like always jumping into the dialogue with like every time somebody would call her Carol instead of Carol. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, that sounds so good. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> and the ending to Deadeye Dawn and Deadeye yes. Courtney ending up like realizing that both were lying about being blind and both were lying about like you wanting to like for the other i was only doing this because of you i want to go into graphic design <laughs> like it's just hilarious and then they took off their robes and jumped on a bird and flew away naked in love together and great. i loved that was, it that was great i loved it and then even in the credits there was uh like you caught little like snippets at the end of like where everyone was and there was two girls like just sitting down doing i don't know reading books or something like that and i was like oh it's courtney and don i was so happy about that one if you um, if you took the hammer hexapel at the end and mm-hmm. didn't put him in front of the drum, I accidentally like put him in front of the harp. Okay, and he like starts banging on the frame of the <laughs> oh, harp. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's I, solid. I thought those guys were super cute. Yeah, I thought, that's really good. Um, I love Dutch, and we haven't given Dutch, Dutch like Dutch. enough. Yeah, the, the like gangster knife. He talks about like cutting other people he just wants and, to cut everything yeah, he's yeah. like yeah, yeah we can cut, cut that <laughs> the the um banter between vela and dutch as well yes mm-hmm. yeah right like they start going off and like calling each other like buddy and like that they're gonna like you know yeah what I mean? like, there's, there's a, a camaraderie like, there yes. and they start to really like each other yeah. and yeah that was i like that a lot yeah. yeah my i'm gonna go back second time around with that tree and you were trying to tell him a joke oh my gosh this is literally, literally yes. my favorite part of the whole game was this stupid tree and you're trying to tell him a joke that makes him laugh, but you have to go through a few options right, first before right. he will even present you the options that would work. Did you? What joke did you end up going with? Do you remember? Or do you have uh, your something favorite? about a palm tree? Oh, really? Yes, I know that was mine. the one that worked for me too. Yeah, I know mine. Something about a hand hire or something, and I was like, a "That's palm a handy tree. tree." Yeah, something like that. I think a couple of those lines worked. Um, um, oh, I, mine was. Uh, it's oh, did you hear about the national um, tree bank or whatever? Um, and then he's like. Yeah, and and then uh, oh, did you hear about the National Tree Bank? And he's like, oh, it closed. He's like, what? I go to that bank. He's like, don't worry, they just opened another branch. Oh, and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh. But yeah, some of the missed jokes are like, so an axe or, or a woodsman walks into a bar. He's like, you mean a murderer yeah. walks into a bar? And he's very fired up. Yeah, and he made me laugh a yeah, lot. Yeah, there, there was a lot of really good stuff in yeah. there too. Um, we get another question via Twitter um, at. Uh, WTF Famicom asks, not once does Jack Black's character s- say skadoosh. Why is that? <laughs> well, what? Maybe a little on the nose, right? Yeah. I don't know. Skadoosh. Skadoosh. Like it's a Jack Black thing. It's a Jack Black thing. Is it? Thing. I don't know enough he Jack just, Black stuff. Neither do I. He just says that. I guess he doesn't say it. Because he's Harmony Lightbeard. Oh, yeah, because he's in character and he's a professional. That's why. (laughs) Uh, We got another question from the NMAC. He asks, man, I love Broken Age. Why hasn't Double Fine done another new point and click adventure game beyond the remasters of the old LucasArts ones? I don't know. Is the market... 
So I watched the documentary series, the whole thing, back when it first came out, like years ago. And Jessica and I watched episode one and episode 20 last night, just seeing the beginning and the end. And what I appreciate about the documentary series, it's enormous. So I don't know, like, if someone, if that's a thing you would watch, like, all in one, like, all in one shot. Because I watched it over, like, a two-year period. Like, they put out these 30 to 4-minute videos oh, every it's a series. every six weeks or so. Oh, okay. So I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. But I can't imagine you'd actually sit there and watch, like, 600 to 800 minutes of documentary footage. But they were very honest about how the game did. And their COO, Justin Bailey, who's now at FIG, which is like an alternative to Kickstarter, he was very honest about like, we didn't make a lot of money on this game. Like, they broke even and maybe made a little bit. So maybe that's they why. They made like how many million dollars in the Kickstarter? Yeah. Uh, 3.3. 3. But they, they went on to make a project that took them essentially 30 months to make. I guess. With a large team. Not a large team, but like... I guess you got some high-end and spent, yeah, acting, voice actors, voice acting. Cost yeah, of money, yeah, and you marketed the game, and mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like they they put in just as much money as they got from the Kickstarter. So like that's crazy. Uh, what they said is interestingly, interestingly enough, is that budget-wise, um, some of their other games, so Psychonauts was a two million dollar game back like on the PS2 Xbox era. Brutal Legend, which is one of their other games, which is, was the rock and roll, heavy metal yes. game with Jack Black, that took them $20 million to make. Hmm. So Broken Age falls somewhere in the, like, I think what we surmise is 6 to $7 million mark, and they didn't make much money off of it. Interesting. And I'm surprised it even made money, to be honest with you. Hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. very niche yeah. game, right? When they said, hey, we put it on PS4, they only got $100,000 worth of sales. No, they were getting like $2,500 in sales. 10,000 in sales. They weren't doing that Not well. Not a lot of sales. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of sales. And I mean, I don't want to like, you know, speculate, I, I speculate on anybody's like business decisions, but it's like, I would ask like, is PS4 the right platform no, for this game like it just presents a whole new set of struggles i think the fact that they were able to raise that much money in such a short amount of time does indicate that like it is niche but like there is an appetite there i guess like i would be as someone who doesn't have nostalgia for these kinds of games i wonder if you're going to get a lot of people who are nostalgic like you're only going to get the people who are nostalgic for nostalgic for these kinds of games yeah like I think for me to play another one of these, I would need a lot of quality of life changes, like easier movement with my character or the ability to like, or a hint system that I can turn on and off or, you know what I mean? I need something like that to make the process not as frustrating Mm -hmm. in order to make me want to play something like that. I mean, if the dialogue was as funny as it was in this game, I would play something like this again. Yeah. But I need I need some like monkey island. The thing is, if it's mechanically like this, I'm not really interested in doing yeah, that it's, again. It's 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 harder. See, well, it's not harder. It's different. There's more items. Um there was not a lot of items actually in this game. Yeah. But I, some of the adventure games, some of the puzzles are just like not intuitive. Like it's just kind of random. Yeah. Um some of them are intuitive. Uh, honestly this game made me question do i would i still like adventure like if i played curse the monkey island for the first time today would i still like it or was was i just was i just more patient yeah is it all nostalgia no 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 because i not nostalgia because i liked it when i played it first time yeah am am i not as patient do i not have as much time on my hands to try and figure out all these puzzles right like i used to where I would just toil away at it. Like, I don't, I don't know. So I, I, it made me question everything. You know what? <laughs> I'm also of the mindset that like, 
I was frustrated at the end because I was like, I need to finish this game for this podcast. And I was, there was a small time crunch for me at the very end where I just finished it yesterday. And uh, maybe if that time crunch wasn't there and I could just slowly chip away at the last puzzles, would I have felt any different? I, I can't tell. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like I had a time crunch for act one, but because I took a little bit of time yeah. to start act two, I'm wondering if that didn't help either. The puzzles or were way easier. How long did this game though, take you? Because I looked and it took me 10 hours and one I was minute. A, I was probably 10-ish hours, yeah. I I felt a crunch, but for... I mean, I also finished it yesterday, but um, I definitely felt a crunch more just because I, I thought that there was going to be a bigger payoff at the end. Yes. Like, I thought there was going to be a really nice wrap-up of... Of everything. Of everything. And, like, it just didn't exist. Like, it just... It just like we said, like, it just... It ended. just ended. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah, at the end, yeah. You, you melt down the ships and then basically Vela and Shay just kind of walk towards each other and look at each other and, and they're smile. like hey and they smile and, that's and it. it's done yeah. and it was kind of sudden and I and I get it they're trying to like replicate the yeah. intro screen whatever but yeah. like it's, it's I, a real wet fart of an ending but I, I had so many questions <laughs> of like where did where did Mog Chathor come from like who started yeah, the mythology why, what like, is this like 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 you had pointed out as well, like there's also some dialogue around and the grandmother being part of the yeah the, the grandmother's one of the aliens too. Do you remember I don't, that? Yeah, she takes off her hat it, and it she's like, "Look, at I'm sense. an alien." Why? And there's a lot of cool stuff. Like I was explaining to Jess, I'm like, "Yeah, so she was implanted in sugar bunting. They were 300 years ago a people that were more violent, and she was." put there so that she could like quell the violence and make them subservient to Magshathra but like I'm only speculating right, right? The- and I some I somehow managed to miss that piece of the dialogue it so was I in, didn't even... it was in a Vela and Marakai interaction that you right. can, it's kind of optional right and there was a last I think there was a last option and at that point I was just like I yeah you're done finish. you were like I and don't I, care and I skipped the last question back yeah. see and I am of the mindset that like okay I can understand and I see where you're coming from with the plot, like why there's so many questions as that I didn't get resolved in the plot. The only way I would be, f- because the story focused so heavily on the plot in the second act, I would have been fine not giving me those questions if there was a fine emotional payoff to Shay and Vela's yeah. story. Sure. The fact that there's no emotional payoff to that and then I can just, oh, wrap it up and say, oh, the story was about Shay and Vela's journey. I can't really say that here because I don't feel like Shay and Vela really grew that yeah. much what as even character, happened? right? Like, so if they didn't grow, then the story's not about Shay and Vela. Then that means the story is about the plot of this world. And now I'm going to question every single little plot hole that's there, right? Like, and I say this about all sorts of media, like Lost. The story it was about the characters the whole time. I don't uh, care about the plot <laughs> points. Oh, we're going to go down a plot a Lost. No, but I'm just saying. But that's one of the examples no, I, I give, yeah, right? Where I can see a show or a game or it something. It cannot make sense, but if I care about if I the care people, about the ca- it's okay. Exactly. If In I this don't case, care. it didn't give me any emotional payoff, so I had a hard time. I'm not poking holes at the plot of the world. That's fair. Right. Um, we had one comment uh, at Pound Ye who said, uh, "If Broken Age was a good time, check out one of my personal favorites, Monkey Island." Monkey Island. Another Tim Schafer joint. Oh. Uh, one final question from Mr. Michael Ruffalo. He asks, "What did you think about the pacing? Was it too slow, too fast, just right?" I think we can gather where I stand. Yep. <laughs> I think it was even just the dialogue, just the pace that people are talking at. It just felt slow. I didn't mind the walking around cause that's kind of standard adventure game, 
but just yeah, the pacing of the dialogue. Yeah, and, and that's where I everything. disagree with you. Like, I would. The, I am the, the reverse. Was, was so the best slow. Part. No, like, no. They, they acted it right. They the, they delivered performances instead very, of just reading sl- lines. They just talked so slow. I, I think eat. Act One was perfectly paced. Oh god! But Act Two was like th- there's so much bloat. In Act I'm two. the reverse. Yeah, I would rather have faster walking, and I'm fine with the speed of the dialogue. But you can double click, like you can yeah, zip but just, to, to I, yeah. screen to screen. I guess I just would rather have that, where I'm just like, mm. I can zip to like where I need to go and talk to the people I want to talk to, you know, a little yeah. bit quicker. Yeah, I, I found it especially kind of nerve wracking, like not nerve wracking, but like irritating in um, uh, like jumping back and forth between the clouds and like shell mound. Yes. Like that, you're traveling a lot of distance and there's no quick way of doing that. Exactly. Like that's where I felt the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, the dialogue I loved. Like I didn't yeah. like I, I save for the conversation where I managed to skip out on really important story details. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did find myself um, clicking through and finishing all of the dialogue trees. And like usually my strategy is like I like just getting through and completing like you kind of know like what will end up where. Um, but here I found myself kind of playing through as much as I could. Yeah. Which I think is just a testament to how enjoyable some of the writing was. Right. Right. Um, and then again, especially like when you swap over and shades on the ground and Velas and this like the spacecraft getting to talk to characters again from a different perspective. Exactly. Like I thought that was really enjoyable story pacing. I kind of agree with, I yeah. kind of agree with what's been said. Yeah. Uh, do we have any final thoughts about, uh, about broken age? I'd like to read off a quote from mine. Uh, it's from Andrew Webster from the verge. It's from the article broken age is the best and worst of classic adventure games. And the last paragraph essentially says broken age was originally simply billed as a classic point and click adventure game. And that's exactly what we got. It has all the clever writing and focus on dialogue that has made the genre so beloved. It even has some modern touches, including a ridiculously charming art style that literally puts a face on almost everything in the game from spoons to elevators. Seeing a smiling fork warmed my heart every time, but the game is also saddled with frustrating puzzles, particularly towards the end. Yeah. That perfectly sums up yeah. my thoughts on this game. Yep. I don't know if I liked it, to be honest. I And now I don't know if I want to go, because I've always said, like, I want to play Full Throttle, I want to play Grim Fandango, and now I know if I, I don't know if I want to. Because if this is what the genre is, I don't okay. know if it's for me. You have I, I love some old ones like 101 Dalmatians and like Cruella Deville's. There's a Cruella Deville <laughs> game. Oh, I yeah. played that. Yes, oh it's amazing. God. You're in a house. Yes, you're in a house. I played that. Yes, 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 yes. Amazing. Yes. You play as one of the Dalmatians yeah. and like and you're running the bad around. guys. Yeah, try it's amazing. Yeah, it's oh really, yeah. There's the two henchmen guy. Yes. Yeah, I played that game. I played adventure games. I remember begging my parents. I was like, I want to play that one. <laughs> Please buy me that one. <laughs> so I've not never played them, but like if this um, is what the genre is, I'm not interested. Okay, here's the thing. If you played Curse of Monkey Island and you were just prepared that when you get stuck, you check a walkthrough to get a hint. It would be nice if it had it in a built-in hint system, like uh, a throwback to a game we played a long time ago, Valiant Hearts. Had yes. an excellent yeah. hint system. It did. It gave you just a little hint. It was like just enough. And if you wanted more, you could ask for more. Yep. But it would give you just enough to get you going. Um, if it was something like that, that would be great. They typically don't have that. But yeah, Curse of Monkey Island. And you're just prepared, mentally prepared. Like, no, at some point I'm going to get stuck and I'm just going to check for a hint yep. in a walkthrough. Uh, one then o- I would recommend it. 101 Dalmatians Escape from Deville yes, Manor. That's uh, it. Dreamforge Interactive. I can't believe you also played this. <laughs> oh yeah. It's such a random. I thought Fantastic. about this the other scary day. Scary as hell. 1997. Scary as hell. Scary as hell. I did not think it was scary I was, as hell. I was eight. 
Yeah, I yeah. think I was the same age, but yeah. it's fine. <laughs> uh, one last thing. Peter McConnell's music in this game, who did all the other Tim Schafer LucasArts games, the music was great. Yeah, yeah. music was great. Fantastic. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, Katie, final thoughts? I think I just gave them. I mean, Travi? You know. um, yeah, like I said, uh, Act 1, great. I, I would be fine with ending at Act 1 <laughs> and not getting the payoff. At, well, like, not that there was really much payoff. Payoff? Yeah, like, I, the Act, Act 1 leading all the way up to the end of Act 1 great and then it kind of dwindled for me near the end um overall like i'm not off of point and click adventure games but i'm not like gonna go out of my way to go look for another one so jessica i mean i'm i'm always gonna say yes if somebody puts a good one in front of me like i'll take your 1001 dimensions and i'll counter you goosebumps did you guys ever play no that's an adventure game okay well you you guys go look that up it's it's i can't remember the subtitle but it's a goosebumps game where you're playing through like a horror um like theme park really fantastic classic i'm in um and i've played you know like like i said like nancy drew games where like you do have that hotline system of like calling escape from horror land oh god it's so good (laughs) um there's a puppet in it a lot right I'll, I'll let you I'll let you okay, look into sure. that one. <laughs> um, I I liked it. I think I think the writing the writing is what saved it the for writing me. is what saved it for me. The art style was great. The character development was fantastic. The puzzles some of them are great. Some of them weren't great. Ultimately, like I was wishing for more on the plot. Um, would I say that I loved it? No. Would I say that I hated it? No. Like the game wasn't completely ruined for me. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I think I think what's interesting too is like, is this what was intended? I don't know. Yeah. Like you know, like I'm 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 more curious about that now, hearing about um the development. That's but. not in the doc though. Like you never get like, yeah. and I I feel like that's in Tim Schafer's brain, and we'll never really know like. Is this exactly what you'd written out from the beginning? Because I'm not exact. I'm with you. I'm did not- it come together, or did it just get? Did it develop the way that you wanted it to, and did it line up exactly the way you wanted? I'm saying, it I'm to? like, is there a version of this game somewhere in you know the thought sphere of like <laughs> you know that th- how Act One was, Act Two would have been the same. You know what I mean? Like, did it take a twist and it didn't really know how to stick the landing on it? And I, I'd be curious to know if that exists, like in someone's brain somewhere, but. I don't think it will and ever that will, be there. That we'll never know. Yeah. Uh, before we close out, um, I want to invite the three of you to the Left Behind Game Show. Oh, boy. Uh, so uh, I have a series of questions. Uh, I have seven questions and one final question for you. Uh, I just want to hear your buzzers. We'll start with Jessica. I would like to hear your buzzer. Travis. And Katie. All right, so uh, keep track of your points, and the winner at the end will receive no prize. <laughs> uh, but we will start with the first question, which is uh, Alex is voiced by a prolific member of the video game development community. Who is he? No idea. Nope. Nope. Um, he's voiced by Alex Rogopoulos, the chairman and creative uh, chief creative officer of Harmonix. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, question two: What was the original Kickstarter goal of this game? <laughs> Dollars wise. Oh. Dollars wise. Yeah. Travis. Three hundred thousand. That is incorrect, oh, Jessica. I'm guessing. Was it a hundred thousand? It was not. 
500,000. It was 400,000. Oh, 400,000 for development? Highest with has no going lower. No, I don't think that's right. How much did the game raise? Travis. You said like 3 million or something. Jessica was next. I was going to say 3.4. Katie? 3.3. I'll give 3.3. It was 3.33 million dollars. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> I agree. Uh, so, Katie, you have one point. Uh, what is Vela's full name? Jessica. Vela Tartine. I feel like... Incorrect. I, I, I want the I want her full name. She has a middle name? She has a, a first name that's not Vela. Vela is a nickname. Yes, it is longer than that, but I don't know what it is. Anyone? Nope. Not a clue. I'm going to give you a half point because you got Tartine. Yeah. Valoria Beastender Tartine. Beastender. Yeah, her I middle like name that. is Beastender. Um, what is the name of the operation that was created to purify the DN... Travis. Dandelion. Operation oh, Dandelion is I got correct. a point. So, point, point, half a point for Jessica. <laughs> uh, what's the name of Shay's ship? Jessica. Ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that. Um, I don't know it. Shay's ship. I know this. <gasps> It's like something with a B, Bella S- Bellatrix <laughs> Lestrange, but that's not it. <laughs> Katie, this isn't it, but it's the. It, oh no, I got it. It's the Bella Nostra. Uh, incorrect. What? You can't answer. No, this. let me do it again. It's like the bassinet or something oh, like that. The bassinostra. The bassinostra. Incor- it's the bassinostra, but you guys that's already buzzed. Uh, uh, is it the bassinostra? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, an open-ended question. Uh, an open-ended question. This is a second-to-last question. Um, we are. I mean, it's open-ended, so as many points as you can get. Right. Name the voice actors in the game. Katie can start, and we'll go clockwise okay. from Elijah there. Wood. Uh, one point for you. Jennifer Hale. One point for you. Jack Black. One point for you. Uh, oh, no. I know it. Five, four, three. I'm out. Travis? Honestly, I don't know. Oh, oh, I remember now. Will Wheaton. <gasps> Another point for you. Do you know any more? They're out. Nope. That's it? That's oh. it? Oh, uh, you just said Alex do you remember? Rogopoulos. Alex Rogopoulos yeah. would have been a correct answer. <laughs> um, Masasa Moya was uh, yeah. was Vela. Uh, Pendleton Ward was okay. Gus in this game. Okay. Um, David Kaufman could go down the list. We've we've kind of named some of them. The final question oh. uh, is another open ender. So I think at this point you have three, you have two, two. and you have two and a half. Uh, so keep track of your points because this one is another open ender. Um, whoever buzzes in first gets the first answer. Um, name other double fine games. Jessica, you can start. Costume Quest. That is correct. So you're at four. You're at three and three a half. Three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Katie. Can I pass? No, you pass. You're out. Five. I know there's one that's going to drive me nuts that I'm going to be like, I knew three. that. No, I don't know. Okay, Travis. Psychonauts. Psychonauts oh, is correct. Yes. Costume Quest 2. That's correct. <laughs> oh, what a cop out. Four um, and a half for her. Rad. That is correct. Oh, that was released this year. It's basically a one for one here. Last winner takes it. <laughs> Five. Four. Does her half a point beat me? Three. Yeah. Oh, Two. No. If she gets one. One. 
No. No. You need two to win. Two? What? No, oh. sorry. No, you're at four, right? Yeah. You need one to win. I don't even know if I know one more. Um, <laughs> um, um, hmm. Double fine. They have tons. I know they have tons, but I... <laughs> Psychonauts 2, if we're going to go with that <gasps> route. Is that out? Uh, it is, is not out game? this year. That's a game? It's out this year. That's it's not gotta out yet. be a game. It's, it's not a game it's yet. It's coming out this year. That it's counts. not out yet. It I'm not taking it, but I'll let it you answer again. Exist. Okay. Um... It's not out yet. No. Mm. It's a technicality. Rigged. <laughs> you got Costume Quest 1 and 2. They're different games. Okay. Five. The Costume Quest DLC. <laughs> <laughs> costume forever. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Jessica is our winner this oh time. My gosh. Uh, some of the other accepted answers I would have taken. Brutal Legend, which uh, we you spoke said about. One. You said that one. Uh, stacking, Iron Brigade, um, Connect Party, The Cave, uh, Hack and Slash... Uh, Massive Chalice, Grim Fandango Remastered, oh. Day of Tentacle Remastered, Headla- Headlander, Full Throttle Remastered. Those are the games that they've made. Just yeah, a, 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 a few select uh, games that they've put out. And that, my friends, is the end of our Broken Age episode. If you want to find more about the Left Behind Game Club, you can find us on Twitter at Left Behind Club, on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club, and on our Discord. You can find the link to that on our website at leftbehindgame.club or at leftbehindgameclub.com. You can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt on all major social media platforms and in the Discord at Jacob McCourt. Katie, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they do so? I'm all up in the Discord. I'm Les Brack. Uh, Travis, where can they find you on the internet? Um, I'm on Twitter uh, at Travis Coleman. What are you talking about on Twitter? Oh, X-Men. X-Men. That's all I do. Uh, you're also in the Discord, right? Yes, I am. That's at Travis. Travis. It's just, just my name. Just your name. Uh, Jessica, where can people find you? But I'm at Travis in the Discord. Oh, shoot. Oh, wait. My, my name in the Discord is Jess Fan. I forgot. <laughs> because you're a big fan <laughs> yeah, of... I'm a big fan of Jess. Of Jess. Uh, yeah. In the Discord? I am in the Discord. At Jess Fan. At Jess Fan. <laughs> Uh, You like yourself, eh? I do. (laughs) And that, my friends, is one less game left behind. We did it. Um, Carol. 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 What yeah. game did we play? What game? I have to get back into Video my- game.